Anthony for breakfast, Albany 783 Triple M. Well, No Brainer Day is celebrated this week and uh, it's believed this day found its way into consciousness in the 1990s and was designed to encourage people to keep things simple, uh, resolve situations calmly without stress and to take time to disconnect from thought. Now, it's a, it's a candid topic, but the reality is it's never been more apt and uh, we live in a, a very hyper-connected workplace and the demands that are placed on us 24 hours a day for some seven days a week can be a bit of a challenge. We're going to get some insight and help from HR expert Jonathan Wolfrey. Thanks for your time again, Jonathan. No worries, Anthony. My pleasure as always. No-brainer day. My gosh, you know, like what a great concept though. <laughs> don't, don't you think? I mean, really, because I think people just sometimes they just don't disconnect from anything. When I first heard about it, I was thinking, oh, geez, there's a number of people that don't seem to have a brain in the workplace sometimes, so I'm not sure if we need to encourage it. But when you do dig down into the meaning of uh, no-brainer day, and like you said, it's a funny kind of topic, it's it's something that's never been more relevant in our workplaces, and we all experience it, um, no matter what our jobs are, pretty much. Now, as a HR expert, is there any workplace rules maybe regarding the right to disconnect? Well, it's one of those kind of grey areas in a way. Like theoretically, once you go home, whenever your your work is done, be it 4.30 or if you're a shift worker at 6am and things like that, you're, you're in your own time and you're free to do within reason whatever you want, as long as it, as a side note, doesn't disparage your employer or, or create other work-related issues. So... So in a way, if you stopped answering your phone for the most part or, or didn't reply to the emails, you, you shouldn't really get in trouble, um, depending on the context. But what we find is now, like people, just a quick email, a quick phone call, a Teams message, people are, people are less working from the workplace. We still know people are. And, and that overlap, that creep has has come into the thing. So most people want to do the right thing and get back to people on things and, you know, a little question here or there, but it builds up. And, and what we find is the people, including, you know, there's police in Victoria, teachers across different states of Australia, have actually built into enterprise agreement the, the formal right to disconnect so they don't have to answer calls, emails and yeah. and things like that, um, whether they need to or not. But I think it just just symbolises that people are really struggling without a formal rule in place mm. to disconnect from their work. Why is it important then for employers and employees to have that disconnect? Well, look, I think everyone's different, but a lot of people want it. Like I said, want to do the right thing and things like that, but it can build up. Questions from six colleagues are different from one, and we used to even before COVID. Dare I say, drive to work do our work, drive home, and then, you know, we, we were completely in a different world, but that's no longer the case for many of us. And it builds a sense of fatigue, it impacts on people's personal time, and, you know, things like long service leave, annual leave, personal leave, they, they often were invented so that people could rest and recuperate. So if we don't have dedicated blocks and chunks of time, it increases the pressure and stress on people. They don't recuperate. They perform more poorly at work. In fact, they might open themselves up to some psychosocial harm that you know either is or isn't in the workplace, but just impacts their work. So, so I think we need to think about this a bit more. It's not as easy to disconnect as we used to, and it does have consequences in the workplace. All right. What could people be doing to maybe address any of these issues then? Yeah, look, I, what I see is, you know, I mentioned the police, um, in Victoria and things like that, if if employers don't actually start to set some protocols or parameters that aren't too draconian or everything like that, then we'll find our workers will formally want 
something in the workplace that, that gives them the right to disconnect and will actually lose some of the benefits of having a, a little bit more dynamic communication. So I would be suggesting that in workplaces, depending on the nature of the work, we, we actually put in place some protocols or procedures about what it means to contact people. And we're talking not just full-time workers, part-time workers that work a couple of days a week that we, we just want to reach out, reach out to and touch base with. Uh, all these kind of workers, I think that we should put in place some protocols. It doesn't have to be too formal. It doesn't have to be a big policy or things like that. Just to probably guide our organisation, our workplaces, our small businesses as to, you know, when people are contacted, how, what people are obligated to do. I know in our little uh, company, we, ha- we have a channel in Teams where you don't have to check it, but it's a bit of fun. If you see something on the weekend, you can put it in there. But there's no expectation to check it unless you're having a bit of a brain break on your on your holidays or things like that. So I think organisations, depending on their context, should just have a look at some protocols in place so that workers feel the right to, to not have to answer calls and emails, but can be in touch. And those little things that, that are important to keep the work going for part-timers for 24-7 operations can still tick along so there's that balance. HR expert Jonathan Wolfrey, thanks for your time. Jonathan, you can get more at talenting.com.au. We'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. Thanks, Anthony.